Hey, welcome back Impact Middle School. We are so glad that you are engaged with us in this video online. If you have friends that are not connected online or in any level, please just reach out to them. You can do a couple things. You can send them this link, send them messages from our weekend services, or you can just simply just retell this message that we're talking about today. I mean, that could be a really easy way to have an exercise of being able to share God's word with people, okay? So we're gonna be in this last installment of the series that I've entitled The Big Picture. And if you're missing, go back and watch those first two videos, but I'll just kind of recap it real simply. The first big picture we talked about in week one was the grand story of the Bible, right? God as creator, we sinned, right? We were trying to get back to God on our own, but Jesus came and the New Testament arrives and that Jesus lives the life we could never live. He dies the death on the cross for us because we were supposed to die because of our sin, right? Because of the wages in his death, right? But Jesus dies for us. He was buried in the ground, rose again. He's, he went back to God and ascended back to God the Father in heaven, but he's coming back. And we go and tell, like that's the Great Commission, we go and tell the things that we have heard and seen of Jesus. And that's the first big picture. Last week we talked about the Sermon on the Mount. Maybe some of you guys are familiar with that, maybe not. But Jesus lays out the principles of the Kingdom of God. What does it look like for a person to live within the, God, the Kingdom of God, right? There's this really big concept. But Jesus talks the talk, okay? But not only that, this week I have entitled this one, Jesus walks the walk, right? So he not only says all these things and makes these claims, but he displays who he is, that he is in fact the Messiah, God's only son, and that he has the power on he in heaven and on earth. And he demonstrates this by his miracles. And I love that, right? The Gospel of John picks up on this quite a bit, guys. And it's really awesome. So a question though, you know, Pastor Ryan likes coffee. You know what also Pastor Ryan likes? Scenic walks. You guys raise your hand in the video, like wherever you're watching this, raise your hand if you like walks. Some of you guys are like, no, I just stay on this couch all day. Well, get up and take a walk, right? I'm not, it's not an offensive thing. I'm not saying get up and take a walk. That's like an offensive thing. But don't you guys like walks? Okay, imagine this. Okay, you're up in the North Shore, right? Some of you guys have, I know many of you have been up there. Imagine that you are on this walking trail and you see this, bam, picture, right? I've included this picture this week on this video of a scenic view of Lake Superior. Beautiful sunset colors, orange, red, and you're walking and you enjoy that moment of walking, right? But I'm not just talking about how Jesus physically walked. I'm not saying Jesus was taking a walk on a trail and he just, he showed everybody he was Jesus by just taking a walk. No, Jesus lived out what he said by his actions, okay? Jesus showed everyone who he was with his miracles, with his teaching, with his power over sin, Satan, and death, right? I mean, he has these incredible powers because he is, for one, God and flesh, right? John talks about that Jesus became flesh and he was God with us, right? So Jesus is that. But here's the main idea for today. Jesus proves who he is by his actions and also we can walk in them as well. For those of us that are believers in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. As a believer, we can walk the walk just as Jesus was walking the walk as well. So there's a couple of scriptures that I want to share with you. The main one I want to really just focus in on is Matthew 7, 24. So this is after the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 and 6. Okay, and then Jesus stops his Sermon on the Mount and he says, this, says these words, everyone, everyone then who hears these words of mine, so just hearing, Jesus is talking, but Jesus gets to the heart of the matter. He says, and does them. 
So whoever hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And he tells the story of people that build their house other than on the rock. And it crumbles. It doesn't last. But we have the words of Jesus and the life of Jesus for us. And I'm thankful to God because of that. That we have a rock to build on. And that's the words and actions of Jesus. So question, how did Jesus walk the walk? What did his actions say about him? Was he just like doing, you know, meditation hums and like kind of like the magic carpet or was he, what was he doing? No, he was showing everyone that he is in fact the Son of God. Okay, and he does this in multiple ways. So, after Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, this is the first thing he does in Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 and 3. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. So he has this great Sermon on the Mount and there's a great crowd around him. They follow him after he says the sermon. And behold, the first thing that Jesus does, and behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. So Jesus goes from talking to walking, right? He goes to action and he heals this leper. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be clean. So Jesus demonstrates not just what he was saying, but he did it. It's amazing. Jesus is like, his life is one big object lesson, right? He's showing us that he's in fact the Son of God. He has the power to heal and also the power to forgive. And that's what I want you really to take home to this today is that Jesus walks the walk for us in his action and his life and his miracles and everything. And it says, and immediately his leprosy was clean. I love that. So if you keep on reading in Matthew chapter 8 and chapter 9, you're going to hear miracle after miracle after miracle. And that's on purpose, guys. That, that The book of Matthew was written with purpose and intentionality, right? Here's what happens. The faith of the centurion. It's a story of the centurion's son who is paralyzed at home. And he approaches Jesus. And Jesus, and Jesus and this man have a conversation. And he says, Jesus, if you only say and speak with power that my son will be healed, it's enough. And Jesus is mesmerized by this guy's faith. And, he's, and he does just that. He heals his son. And the rest of Matthew 8 and 9 tell of different accounts of Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law. There's two blind men. There was a man who was mute or unable to speak. And Jesus does the miraculous. And people are taking notice. They're, they're checking out who this Jesus guy is. But he's doing more than just miracles. Like these are, I mean, it's a blessing to be able to be healed, but he's showing people that he is in fact the one with authority, the one with power, and the one who ultimately can save us. And that's good news for us that need good news today. He is indeed the Son of God. He has power, and the impossible is possible with Jesus because the, the fact that he is the Son of God, he is the Messiah. Point one, here's the, here's the first point. Jesus walked the walk with his miracles, not just with his claims. So he wasn't just claiming it, <laughs> he was proving it. His miracles were an exclamation, I love that, his miracles were an exclamation point on his words. So Jesus had words, but with his miracles and the way he was demonstrating that he was the Son of God, that's like an exclamation point, right? We, do we ever get like, just use exclamation points too, too much? I know I do. I have one like, hey, exclamation point. How you doing? Exclamation point. Like, I just use exclamation points all the time because it's positive and it's awesome, right? But Jesus, this one big exclamation point on his words was the fact that he was doing miracles and showing everyone that he is, in fact, the Son of God. And I love that. Okay, so here's a takeaway. What do your actions say about you? So Jesus, his actions show us that he is the Son of God. He's the Messiah. But what do your actions say about you? So we're going to get a little personal today. 
What would people say that your actions reflect about you? What do you, how are you pointing people either to your life in Jesus or maybe to yourself or maybe to an idea or something that you want people to, to you want people to, to believe you're something that you're not? Like, what do your actions say about you? We know what Jesus does. For one, he's perfect, but Jesus' actions point others to who he is. I love that. So what do your actions say about you? Okay. And here, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying behave and believe because we get that mixed up. No, we believe in Jesus and because of his love, we, we live in light of that love, right? We don't earn it. I mean, the gospel is very clear that we do not earn our salvation. But as a follower of Jesus, how are our actions pointing others to Christ or something else? Let's just be honest. Sometimes we get off track. But we can come back to him because he has grace and he has mercy with us. And I love what Jesus says in John 10, 17 through 18. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I, may, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And also 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. So second point. Jesus walked the walk by laying down his life for us. So not just with his miracles, but the fact that he died for us. That was the ultimate showcase of walking the walk. He not only claimed to forgive sin with that, that paralyzed man. He said, what's easier to say that I forgive your sin or to take up your, mock, or take up your mat and walk and go home? Jesus forgives sin and he shows us and he dies on the cross in our place as our substitute, right? He substitutes in, on the cross for us. He claimed to be able to forgive sin, but his death on the cross is proof of that. But notice this. The empty tomb is proof that he actually defeated sin, Satan, and death for us, right? It's the double exclamation point, right? The fact that Jesus walked the walk with his miracles. He revealed who he was. But then he died for us and he was raised back to life. And that's the double, that's like... That's like a billion exclamation points that Jesus is alive. The, the tomb is empty. That's the gospel. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for us. And we can live in that. Don't you want to be in this walking the walk too with us? It's a journey. We're not perfect people, but we have a perfect Savior. We are called to walk like Jesus. And we can, we can do this because He gives us the power to live it out with the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And we can talk and walk it out for him. And I love that, right? I love that. So Jesus did the ultimate action for our salvation. He died for us. He loved us, and we can love, right? 1 John 4, 19, I'll read it again. We love because he first loved us. So in other words, guys, Jesus walked towards us in love first. And we can respond to that love by the, by the fact that we can love him, we can love our God, and we can also love others. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want people to see the way that you're walking is encouraging them in their faith or pointing them to the hope and the blessing that we have in Christ? And so that's what I want you to think about. So here's some questions. How, do you, how, how should your life look as a follower of Jesus? Should you go around and be healing people? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what should your life look like? What should we do and how should we act? At, after believing and after following Jesus. Let me don't get, don't get that confused because a lot of us try to get that the other way around. And do people, is there people in your life that have set a Christ-like example? So maybe a parent, grandparent, a friend, 
and maybe you can ask them to help you in your journey because guys, we do not walk this journey alone. Please hear me out. We do not walk this alone. We can walk together, lockstep, right? We can lock our arms together and, and keep on walking towards Jesus and walking like him. And whenever we mess up, we can walk with Christ again. How do you respond? We run back to him every time. He forgives us and he wants us to come back. And in the process, guys, we will be more and more like Jesus in our faith journey. And just take heart. Be encouraged wherever you're at in your journey, whether you're not on the journey yet or you're just starting or maybe you just can't get over the fact that you mess up. Walk because Jesus gives you the ability to walk. Talk about him. Talk the gospel, right? Believe the hope that you have and also others will see the way you do that by your actions and what you say. So I hope you've enjoyed this big picture. It's a very, very fast, kind of uh, really wide picture, but I hope you had just take some snapshots. You see what I did there? <laughs> some snapshots along the way to look at Jesus and to believe in him. We love you guys, and we can't wait to see you uh, whenever we can. See you.